Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatry Podcast. I'm Courtney Snyder, a physician and holistic adult and child psychiatrist. In today's episode, I'll be talking about finding peace with our body, 10 ways to move beyond body image, obsessing about our health, and fighting aging with the help of the right brain. Part of any healing journey is to be at peace in our body. Our ability to feel embodied is a job for the brain's right hemisphere. Our left hemisphere sees our body as a thing, or rather a sum of things. Left unchecked and fueled by cultural standards, our left brain has us judging, seeking perfection, disturbed by aging, and or relentlessly fixing our bodies. What can we do? I'd like to quote Albert Einstein, who said, You cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. And this could not be more relevant in this case. So why are we detached or at odds with our body? As with other aspects of brain development, much of how we experience our bodies is influenced by natural tendencies, but also our experiences. Certainly, our unique biochemistry For example, if we're under-methylated, which I've talked about often here, this will make some of us more vulnerable to landing in the left-brain view of our bodies. During attachment, we are held, almost always on our left side as infants, which stimulates the right hemisphere. We have our first close physical and emotional connection with another human being. We feel cold, hungry, We feel discomfort, we communicate through crying, and our needs are met. Repeatedly, we are learning to feel our bodies and express our emotions. Hopefully, but not necessarily, this cycle is happening to a good enough degree and laying the foundation for our right hemisphere. Culture will further shape this. During our early education, our right brain starts to get put in the corner. Drawing, dancing, and moving are replaced by reading, writing, and sitting at a desk. Play is replaced by organized physical activity. By the time we are teens, movement becomes a competitive sport or a performance, a means of excelling. As we try to make sense of our changing bodies, we are bombarded with images of how our bodies should look. As adults, we collectively outsource many of the things our ancestors would have done with their bodies. As professional athletes and performers move, sing, dance, make music, and pretend through acting, we sit still in front of our screens and watch. Many of us have had this disconnect with our bodies further compounded by health issues and a belief that our bodies shouldn't be misbehaving or defying us. Medicine, and even functional medicine, in an attempt to fix, leaves many of us feeling less whole than our illness does. And for many of us in middle age, just as we finally feel more at ease in our bodies, they start to change, and they do so in a left-brain culture that doesn't know how to make sense of aging. How can we grow those neuronal connections of the right brain so we can return home to our bodies? I think of it like caring for a baby. While the left brain might analyze or set goals for that baby, the right brain sets intentions. Intentions to nurture, support, heal, protect, connect, listen to, 
and feel a sense of gratitude. In this case, a gratitude for our wholeness. So on to 10 ways to return home to our bodies. Number one, we can provide comfort. We can wrap our body in a warm blanket fresh out of the dryer and notice how that feels. We can take a warm or hot bath, just the perfect temperature for us, all with the intention of providing comfort. We can take our body out for a walk or get down on the floor with it and stretch, ideally unplug so we can really notice what it feels like to be in our body, to feel our joints move, our chest rise and fall, our heart beat. Before I used to give talks, I would find a bathroom so I could wash my hands with soap and warm water. This was my way of giving myself care and warmth so I could be present. Number two, we can feed our body, this time with the intention to nourish. We can take our time, savor, and relax. Even if we find ourselves in a less than optimal food experience, as I did last night while eating out, I could tell my body, this is what I have for you at this moment. Number three, similarly, if we are taking supplements, we can take them with the intention of supporting our body. If we are benefiting from medication, even if our long-term goal and hope is not to need medication, We can be thankful for modern science and that we live in a time where we can have this benefit. Putting anything in our body, whether it's food, supplements, medication, while thinking we are harming ourselves is most certainly harming ourselves. Number four, we can protect our mind from the message that media and marketing inevitably wire into our brains. Fifteen years ago, I stopped watching television. One reason was that the news anchors were starting to look too perfect, while regular people in my life, myself included, were starting to look more flawed. Social media brings new challenges here. But as my daughter says, it's not social media that's the problem. It's who you choose to follow that's the problem. We do have a choice. I'm personally inspired by those on social media who are obviously at ease with themselves and doing and sharing what they love. Number five, we can protect ourselves from ourselves. We can notice when we're operating out of the left brain. We are always one brain hemisphere away from some peace of mind. When we shift into the right brain, we can see the bigger picture of who we are and why we are here. I find that shifting my attention to where I find purpose and joy is one of the best remedies for breaking destructive thought patterns. Number six, if we've been sending our body angry or judgmental messages when it's not complying with expectations, we can apologize. I'm sorry I let the cultural input come between us. If we have a tendency to forget we even have a body, we can apologize for that too. I'm sorry I've been living in my head and have neglected you. Number seven, We can listen to our body and not interrupt, not diagnose, just listen and be curious. Why did you tense up when that person said that? Why do we only overeat when we are with this person? Our body has a lot to share. Number eight, we can sink down into our bodies. The way I like to do this is to take a deep breath 
As I exhale, I relax my shoulders and then exhale a little bit more and drop my shoulders further. Number nine, when we see our reflection in a window or look in a mirror or when we awake or lay down to go to sleep, we can simply say thank you. While doing a body scan where we close our eyes and notice each of our body parts, starting with our toes, we can add a thank you, especially for those parts our left brain has deemed not right. Thank you, skin, for holding me together and for giving it your all to cover up my veins. Oy. Oh yes, veins, thank you too for carrying all that blood back to my lungs. But for you, life would be pretty deoxygenated and well messy. We can even get cellular thinking about our mitochondria. Recently, I've been thanking my metallothionines. And lastly, we can walk and wonder while staying aware that our time here is fleeting. This is a quote from John O'Donohue in a book titled Walk and Wonder. There's a lovely story from the Cork area of Ireland. The body had died and the soul was on its way out the door. Just before it went, it turned and looked at the body and it felt such a sense of poignancy for the body in which it had lived for 70 years that it went back and thanked the body and kissed it three times before it went on its way. My list is not complete or definitive. Please feel free to add to it by leaving a comment, whether you're getting this by weekly newsletter or YouTube. If you are interested in getting these newsletters in your mailbox each week, please subscribe at CourtneySnyderMD.com or on Substack. For paid subscribers, look out this week for a post where I'll be taking a deeper dive into the topic of listening to our bodies. I'll also comment briefly on the human studies that show how damage to the right hemisphere relative to damage to the left hemisphere impacts one sense of their body. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take care.